One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. I'm so excited uh, to be home. I literally just got home uh, last night. I uh, was super excited to be uh, at the August event of the International Maxwell Certification. And, you know, every time I, you know, if you listen to the show last week, I, I had just arrived. I, I had just driven in maybe the hour before that uh, and was getting ready for this event. And just now coming home uh, last night for this event, it's, it's, it's quite possibly one of the greatest things that, that I get to participate in without a doubt. And, and uh, it, it, I had a few realizations even just on the, the drive home. And um, the, the the first realization was, you know, I go to all kinds of conferences. I mean, I've, I've had a, a, the blessed opportunity to speak at a ton of, of conferences, attend a ton of conferences. Uh, I'm a member of several organizations. And, you know, what's interesting about going to these conferences is – you know, a lot of people are there to learn, which is cool, but they're also kind of there with their agenda or ulterior motive. Like, I mean, imagine going to like a multi-level marketing type conference where everybody in the room is in the same business you're in. And, and, and what would that be like, right? I mean, people are like cautiously optimistic, I'm, I would say at best, um, that you're giving them everything that they they need, right? That, that, that you're getting all of the... Um, the, the cool stuff out of the that, I guess, would be the thing to say. But in this case, you had 3,000 people in a room in Orlando, and we're all in the same business. But the difference is, is that the business that we're in is in believing in people, uh, valuing people, and loving people every day and, and unconditionally. And when you're in a room that has that much energy and has that much passion for, for truly, I mean, no less than changing the world. Um, it, it's hard not to, to come back from that reflective um, and wanting to be a, a better person, uh, just, just day in and day out. So we're going to be talking today about kind of what happened and what I saw and in some of my favorite quotes and, and learnings and kind of takeaways. And I guess, you know, what, one of the first things I'll share is, you know, I never really understood as much as I do now, what we call in the room moments, right? What, what, what it means to be in the room. And um, when I started to go to these events, there would be, you know, you would hear the buzz, something that was happening, something was going on. What, where were you? Were you in the room, right? You kind of had to be in the room. Um, and, I, and I've had a great chance to, to witness some of those. I'll, I'll share with a couple of them um, uh, on the show here, but what I started to reflect on coming home is it's not just about were you in the room? It was about who were you in the room with as well? And the up level, like I, what I notice is I can come back and tell stories. And again, I'll share some stories here today for you guys, but I, I don't know if it's going to mean as much as it would be if you were in the room with the same people I was with, if, if that makes sense. I, it just, it's it's the most incredible experience that in I'm glad I get to do it. We do it twice a year, but it's an incredible experience. Um, the the people that that I get to meet and continue to interact with and, and be a part of um, it, it's been a blessing. You know, time and time and time again, and you know it it gets better like every time I go, which is crazy because after a while you would think. You know, I think that was like my ninth event. You know, after nine events, you're like, ah, oh, you know what's going on, what's going to happen, whatever. Um, but uh, no, it keeps it keeps getting better specifically because many of the relationships that I have are getting deeper and deeper and we're developing so many more relationships. Um, and it just, it, it confirms that you're on, a, on the right path. So one of the first announcements that was kind of made at the event is that the the John Maxwell team actually is now um, on its um, its twentieth uh, thousandth member? We just got twenty thousand, so we call it the the DNA of twenty uh, of twenty K. 
um, which is, it's got to, I mean, the, the speed in which this started, I mean, the actual John Maxwell team started seven years ago. It's only been around for seven years. So to already have 20,000 certified coaches, trainers, speakers through the John Maxwell certification is, uh, is incredible. And I really think though, that we're going to see double and triple that growth here. You know, I, I certainly don't think that the, the path to 40,000 is going to take as long as the path to 20. I think it'll be two years uh, tops before we double those numbers. So if you're thinking about the team and you want to know about it, you certainly can reach out to me. I'd, I'd be happy to help. It's Rick at RickAMorris.com or, or rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com or Twitter's at RickAMorris. Um, but it's not too late. I mean, we're still relatively young and, and with the vision and the things that, that, that John's wanting to do, um, he needs a ton of us ready to go. So, um, so let's, let's talk about the event a little bit. First of all, when you first get there, you know, I just left you guys on, on Friday and um, was about to walk into the event, right? That's kind of how we left this. And um, so right after that, we get right into um, the, the IMC. And so as soon as I walk out there, um, I start to see, um, you know, people I haven't seen, you know, since, since quite frankly, the last one, right? And so it's, uh, it, it's a really cool experience um, if you've ever experienced a, a, like a high school reunion. I mean, these people um, are so passionate. We, we've gone through so much uh, with each other that, it, that it's pretty incredible that, you know, when we start to jump in, um, that like immediately you're, you're with family. I mean, it's, it's just incredible how fast you're with family. And so um, on Saturday, you know, I, I helped several people get ready and, and we go to registration, we go to opening. Um, and then the conference um, starts with what we call a think tank day on Sunday. And normally there's two think tank day uh, sessions, but, but I gave up one of my sessions this year to assist the team and get through registration, stuff like that. But I got a chance to go sit with, with Mark Cole. Now, I don't know if you're, you know, a person of faith or not or, or what have you in, in, you know, what I'm saying. But I always feel like every session that I hit was the exact place I needed to be at the exact right time to hear the exact right message. And my passion for Mark Cole, if you guys do not know who Mark Cole is, you absolutely need to find out. Um, but he's been with John, I believe 17 years now and, uh, as, as in this role, but he is the, the CEO of all of John Maxwell's, uh, companies, organizations. And, and first of all, let's talk about that. It, um, imagine having to lead an organization that bears the name of, of who, uh, Inc. Magazine has called the, 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 one of the greatest leadership people of all time. And, and you've got to lead his company. So that kind of pressure is incredible and Mark handles it so well. He's so gracious, has so much energy. And, uh, um, but what I like is, is getting insights and what I try to do with this show, right? I tell you guys what I'm feeling, what, what I'm going on, but, and, and that's cool. But, but when you're somebody of Mark Cole's stature and that's what's happening, uh, to, to hear him open up and just talk about things. And, and I'm not going to share any of his personal stories because they're not mine to share. Uh, but I will say that, that the whole session was exactly what I needed to hear. I felt like I came into this one uh, a, a little hot. I felt like um, what I was doing that, you know, it, there was a lot of stuff going on and, and, and I, I really needed to be at this IMC. Um, but I wasn't in the same headspace as I usually am when I go in. Um, I was a little bit more, it, quite frankly, I was a little bit more burnt out. I mean, let's just put it in plain terms. I got a lot of stuff going on. That's a blessing. Please don't take that as a complaint by any means. Um, but with all the travel and everything that was going on, um, I just felt like I needed to pause, to, to pause, refresh, relax, um, and renew the energy at a place I knew that I was going to be safe to do so. Um, and so then Mark just starts talking, you know, directly. And again, he tells some very personal stories. Um, and, and he was kind of in the same spot. We'll, we'll, we'll just say he was in the same spot, needed uh, to take a little time. And um, 
you know, a couple of the, the tidbits or you know, parts that I wrote down, one of the quotes he said is, is, look, everybody gets burnt out. Everybody gets exhausted. Everybody gets frustrated. Everybody questions whether or not they're doing the right thing. But not everyone refuels. And, and that just, I mean, you want to talk about setting the tone of what I was looking for, where I wanted to be, how I wanted to do things. Um, that was exactly where I was at. But, but I'd come in with the mindset that I was already frustrated and he needed to refresh. And for him to say, you know, look, everybody gets there. It's just whether or not you take the time to refuel or do you quit, right? Do you, do, do you, do you walk away? And so one of the things I was able to write down um, is, you know, while he's doing that, and that's why I say sometimes I feel like uh, that was the exact session I was supposed to be in because I had just taken a note to myself that said, you know, I really need to focus on my perspective, right? That's kind of where I'm at right now in, in, in my current growth journey is, is I felt like I lost perspective on a couple of things and, and I really need to also be thankful and mindful of what's going on in my life. So I had written down, you know, I need to focus uh, on my perspective. And Mark shared a beautiful story. And again, it's not my story to share. Um, but he, he shares a story about how he went in a wrong direction um, and what he did with that, how he fixed it, all that kind of stuff. But he said that at one point when, when, when he was doing this activity and going in the wrong direction, he came across this mountain. It was a beautiful perspective. And he thought that was the end of the trail. And he found out um, it, it, it wasn't the end of the trail, right? He, he had to go back and do something else. And you know, he was a little frustrated and that kind of stuff. But um, what, what he had said, though, um, uh, you know, he said he, he came up with some learnings out of that. And, um, you know, a couple, couple of things that I really wrote down that, that made sense to me um, was saying one was having a good attitude does not mean you're on the right path. Right? So just because it's feeling good, just because things are, you know, great doesn't mean you're on the right path. And, um, but I think the most profound thing, and actually I, I got to see him um, after his session, go hug his neck and tell him, you know, I said, the, the thing that I think hit me the most is, is he said, you know, as he was standing on that mountaintop and he's, he's looking at this beautiful view and then he went and found the other thing and, and he's reflecting, he said, God's presence does not confirm direction that essentially God's presence is everywhere and it doesn't matter what direction you're going right or wrong. Um, you should feel his presence. And, and so, you know, don't take that as a false sign um, or a false sense of belief for false sense of victory um, when you feel his presence, because it's not confirming direction. It's, it's essentially uh, validating that he's there, but not that, that, uh, that you're going down the right path. Um, and, and I found that to be so beautiful. Um, and, um, you know, one other quote I'll say is he, he said, you know, that, that, that he could be um, inspired or expired, but he can't do both. And I was like, man, I mean, this guy, he's getting it now. I mean, he's, he's cruising through and, you don't want to charge through a wall when you're done with a session with Mark Cole, I don't know who you are, but um, I really found it um, affirming that, that, that I was there. I found it incredible that, um, you know, I'm surrounded by these wonderful people and we hadn't even started the, the conference yet. So, um, you know, I, I, it was unbelievable how everything started for me and in, in where we're going. So, uh, I'm going to take a quick break right here. Um, we're going to come back and we'll start talking about uh, day one of the conference, which starts off with a with a pretty cool and, and fun little story for us. So hope you stay with me here on the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. We'll be right back after this break. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? 
R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon in, in you know, it's a really special week coming up for me. Uh, August, you know, it's August 10th now uh, as we're recording this show. Um, August 11th is my wife's birthday, my lovely wife's birthday. So we're, we're getting prepared for that. And then on the 15th is my son's birthday. Um, so this is kind of a birthday week in the household. So uh, I'm really looking forward to, to, to this next week and, and luckily not traveling anywhere. Uh, you don't uh, stay married for 22 years by traveling on your wife's birthday. So I figured that part out pretty soon, pretty early. Um, but anyway, let's get back into IMC. So the cool, what, what I, it, one of the coolest moments for me uh, uh, was I got to share the stage with, with uh, the president of the John Maxwell team is, is uh, Paul Martinelli. And I've talked a tremendous amount about Paul on the show. And so um I'm going to take the, the story back a second as well. So um, there's several of us that, that go to this event now and want to serve the team, want to serve um, the, the, the people that this is their first IMC. And so there's a lot of uh, uh, very, very committed volunteers that do that. And um, I had watched that at my first IMC and even my second IMC, I wasn't quite, um, I guess, in the club yet. And, um, I wanted to make sure, um, you know, I, I was just kind of looked at it and said, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to help. How can I help? How can I serve? And um, there, there's a, some incredible founding members that, to me, you know, had modeled the behavior and modeled what it is to, to serve the team. Even though you're there attending and learning, you're serving the team. And so, you know, I started to be able to do that probably, I want to say, three or four IMCs ago. Um but anyway, so, so the place that I've fallen in love with to, to work is, is the food hall. Um, not because, you know, I'm fat and I like food, um, but it's literally the place that, you know, all 3,000 people and staff are going to walk through at some point and you just have a chance of fellowship, see who you want to see. And so I have kind of a post and I'm supposed to only work like 
a half an hour on each food shift, but I end up staying there the whole time. I'll come in, eat quick, and then then get to my post. Uh, because I've really fallen in love with the the staff that serves us, the Marriott staff, that kind of stuff, and um, it's just it's just a fun post. I, I like it, and so um, I started to uh, um, man my post, and Paul Martinelli walks by, and he says, "Hey, you know that thing that we do on day one?" And I was like, "Yes, sir." And he goes, "Good, we're doing it." And he just walked off, which means he just invited me on stage uh, in front of three thousand people, which was pretty cool. And so what we do is, is, you know, again, this is something that's near and dear to us, but we do something called a hug demo um, because we, we teach the JMT love and JMT, you know, we, we hug at JMT. And so Paul does a very funny thing. He does it every time um, on what is appropriate and inappropriate. And he always has somebody there um, to, to kind of play along with. And in this year, I got the honor to do that. Um, and, and so while that was cool in and of itself and a lot of fun, got some great video, awesome pictures. I've got a picture of, uh, of Paul hugging me in, in quite the inappropriate way, which, you know, I can use however I need to now, but, uh, be- it, it's a beautiful thing. It really sets the tone and intention of the, the IMC gets everybody pe- laughing, everybody comfortable with each other. Cause you're kind of uncomfortable. A lot of people don't know each other yet. And, um, so, so it's really cool. So, what I didn't anticipate is how many more people would want to try to hug me inappropriately because Paul had done it on stage. So it was like every time I was in the food hall, somebody was trying to, you know, do the Paul thing with me. And after a while, you're like, hey, easy there. Watch it. But uh, it, it, what was nice is it introduced me to the group. And so out of the 3,000, there's probably, you know, 700 people that are returning alumni. Out of those, you know, you probably know – 150, 200 of them, um, at least by name and face. Um, and then you, there's, you know, you're 20 or 30 that you get super close to. So that was a quick introduction to, you know, all, all the new people there, uh, which automatically for me broke the ice in, in talking with anybody because they'd always start with the, the conversation, hey, were you the hug guy? Um, and, and so that, that was pretty cool. So, you know, first day we do speaker training. Um, Everybody gets to do their speeches. There's a lot of cool moments. Um, what I like about it is, um, you know, everybody speaks and, and tells their story. And it could be a personal story, introductory thing, whatever. But it, it's one of those instances where people walk into a room, they don't know anybody. And imagine you, you're traveling to this conference by yourself. And, uh, you know, now there's 3,000 people there. And now you're stuck at a, a table with eight strangers um, you know, how that feels, how, how would you feel in that situation? So by doing the, the speaker training, the way we do, you know, people automatically have people they can associate with and, and understand and, and be a part of, um, as soon as they start, you know, the, the end of, of day one, we also do, um, a leadership game night, um, on, on the first night. So, um, I hosted a table there, and it's a it's an assessment tool. Even though we call it the leadership game, it's really an assessment tool to find out how are people communicating, where are the blind spots for management, that kind of stuff. And a lot of people know about it, but they don't get a chance to experience it. So about 150 or 200 of us will come in and set up our own games so that all the new people coming in can have a chance to sit and play it and understand it and see how it works and all that fun stuff. So um, we did that at the end of Monday night. So if you're tracking though, the, the, the level of effort that we're putting into this thing. Um, so I was up, I think, uh, I was working by six 30 in the morning on the first day, uh, leadership game night ends at, uh, 9 45 PM. And then that becomes the first time in which I can, I can do, you know, one of the things I absolutely love, which is, is being, you know, with, with my close knit family that's there. And so, we all have a spot that we like to go meet at and hang out and have some fellowship. And um, that always provides a great time. And so we normally leave that, um, you know, between 1130 to midnight. Um, and then you turn around and, and go on to day two. So um, this year, day two, um, you know, John Maxwell is a man of faith and, um, you know, got started into leadership um, as a, uh, as a pastor. So, you know, what's interesting. So he, he does a worship service and it's, it's a voluntary thing. And, you know, you, he, he does it before the thing's really supposed to start. So it starts like at seven thirty in the morning, something of that sort. But 
you know, when somebody has built a mega church like John Maxwell, how do you not go see him preach live? I just, how do you, how do you not go see that? Right. And so it was a packed house. I think it was the largest group we've ever had. I mean, I, I honestly think, you know, the, the whole group came and he, he taught about how to have a blessed life. And he, he taught the B attitudes and, you know, the first, first few verses of, of Matthew. Um, but um, a couple of things he said as he was warming up, I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, I've never really talked uh, a lot of faith on the show and, and be respectful for all faiths because we have all faiths that are with us um, at JMT. Um, but it, it's awesome to watch John do that, how he can preach from his heart, what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, but, but do it through diversity and inclusivity at the same time. But one of the quotes I wrote down is, you know, I, you could just tell how on fire John was at this conference, man. He was fired up. He was ready to go. I, he was, he was funny. There was a lot of in the room moments. And so he was talking about anticipation and he said, self-discipline is the result of anticipation. So he said he was answering a question from somebody he was at dinner with and they were like, you know, how are you so disciplined? His rule of five, all the other stuff. And, and he says, you know, I anticipate the results, which allows me to be disciplined in what it is that, that, that he's doing. So he says, if you positively anticipate something, then you cannot wait to get started to work on it. And if you don't anticipate you procrastinate. He said anticipation will go up once you start to see the results. And I just thought that was incredible, right? Because how many times have you, you looked at a task or put something off or procrastinated um, because it's not something you're looking forward to do, but if you anticipate positive outcomes, positive results, then the self-discipline becomes a part of it. And uh, that was extremely impactful to me as, as, you know, I look in my life, there's several things I want to be doing. There's several things I'm certainly procrastinating on, no lie. But, um, yeah, I never thought about it in terms of like anticipating the results of when it's over. And, um, you know, when I launched ClickFunnels, I was so excited about what the end result could be that, I mean, I don't think I ever learned anything and, and did anything faster than that because I was anticipating what the results could be. Um, and so, I, you know, looking at my life that way, uh, it was really, really cool um, to, to, to see that. Um, and then, you know, one other thing, it, it, it did come from kind of a, a faith um, but he was talking about Matthew and climbing the mountain and um, having followers climb them. Um, but I also equate this to being in the room. But, but John had said, um, if I stay uh, at the lake, um, I won't experience the mountain. And that ties into the anticipation and self-discipline for me because, you know, if you are procrastinating, you're staying at the lake. If you're having forward motion – then um, you, you can experience the mountain. You have the opportunity to experience the mountain. And then I tied that into Mark Cole, though, when Mark Cole said, though, that God's presence doesn't, com presence doesn't confirm direction, but if, if you hit the right path, the, the experience is greater than you could ever imagine. So all of that stuff kind of hit me at once, uh, and I was reeling, and I'm, I'm at the morning of day two, um, of five-day events. So we're going to continue this path. We'll talk about more of what I heard, what I experienced at the uh, August edition of the, the Maxwell IMC uh, right after this break. You're listening to Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, 
R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CA PPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to this Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. I, you know, I, I apologize in advance, but my voice is just wrecked. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm coming off as... Is, is a deeper, more pronounced version of my voice than is usual. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, by the time I got home from the drive from IMC, I, I and have left nothing left in the tank in the voice, and so uh, we're we're, push, we're pushing through. Everything worthwhile is uphill. So, um, so we we just left off. We we were doing a service uh, with John, and. Uh, I, again, I'll share with you what I felt was the most impactful thing to me throughout the whole worship service was, um, you know, he, he's talking about uh, Matthew uh, uh, chapter five, verse five, and he's talking about, you know, what can't be bought. And he said that uh, peace beyond human understanding um, and abundant life. And he started to say, you know, life, comma, abundant life. And he said, so what side of the comma do you live on? Is it the life side or the abundant life side? And that, that just, I, I, I didn't hear anything else after that for a while. Um, as I reflected on that, I just thought that that was um, beautifully, beautifully said. So as we get into um, the next couple of days, it, it kind of splits off. So if you ever come to an IMC, when you come to the first IMC, you hear all of the faculty members. If you're a returning alumni, then you get to go do some special sessions. And, and this was more of a business meeting one. We knew it was. So we got to meet um, as executive directors and alumni and, and do some stuff like that. But we get some extra sessions um, with like Bonnie St. John, who was there with, uh, with, with John himself and Paul Martinelli, Mark Cole. And so a couple of the, the, the quotes I wrote down um, from that one, uh, one of my favorite ones, and, and, and this one is, is extremely impactful for those of you that follow me in project management. Um, you know, the, the, the tagline I'm running with right now is that the, the number one thing a project manager needs to improve and learn is their influence. And that influence is everything. Um, and even the term project management, right, has the term management in it. 
And Jen says, you know, management is the, the process of, of measuring, uh, of looking at KPIs and measuring and, and seeing how we're doing against results. And he goes, you know, that's, that's, that's not, um, it's not a bad thing. He's not saying that that's, that's something that, that we shouldn't do. Of course, those things are important. Um, but he said that people do not want to be measured. They want to be led. Um, and I, 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 that quote of anything that I say today, especially for my project management friends, that's it right there. That's the supporting line to why we grow our influences. I don't care how good you are, charts and graphs and Gantt charts, and you know I can make this happen. I can pull up this portfolio and I can help you make these decisions. Right? We we are data based people. I mean, I say in one of my books, you have to get to the data. If I have more data than you, I I I win. I I you know data rules all, but. Data is the supporting structure to build your leadership model on. It just it just means that you know your facts and figures, and you know what where has you know things are going. But you still have to influence the outcome, and, and people don't want to be measured. That's why people don't like to hear you know the question, "What percent complete are you?" or you know, "How many hours have you built this week?" All those types of things are measurement things that managers take care of. Leaders take care of the soul of the person that, that, that they're working. They're being fulfilling. They're, they're leading from, from behind. And, and uh, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, so we got to attend this special session with John. And, and what John's really starting to do, I've watched him do this three or four times. It's, so it's relatively new in his, in his repertoire. Um, but what he does is he goes back and finds pictures uh, from the previous years and or previous year and writes lessons that that he remembers about those pictures so then you can see the picture he describes you know where he was what was happening and then he gets to a teaching point so it's a really cool um, format um, and he does it um, masterfully and um, you know something that he said uh, uh, that, that was really impactful to me is he said, best friends, your best friends bring out the, the best in you. And, and while that sounds, you know, almost mundane, it's one of those to me that the, the, the premium Maxwellism is people throw, Oh yeah, we're friends we're that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. He said, but, but if, if that friend, that person isn't bringing the best out in you, making you the best you can be, then, then they're really not a best friend, right? Best friends um, bring out the best in, in you. Um, and, and I just thought, um, I thought that was amazing. So what he challenged us with, and, um, and I'll challenge you with, and, and just think on this and reflect on it. He says, you know, one of the things that he does every day when he wakes up is he looks at his calendar of the people that he's going to be meeting with. And he said, you know, the question he asks himself is, what can I do um, for this person, right? And he really kind of thinks it through for each person. What can I do for this person, Um that is out of the ordinary and that will make a memory. And um, I, I, I thought that was incredible because I watched him have a few what we call in the room moments um, where I felt like he really went out of his way to really make a, a connection and a memory for that person. So you got to imagine there's 3,000 people there, all that have your name attached to them. They're all the John Maxwell team and he's John Maxwell. So there's 3000 people there that are looking for a memory with you. And um, some of the little moves that I saw him make, um, you know, I, I can see the intentionality behind it. I can see what he's doing and lending his, his, um, his name and, and his face and some really good video. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, and it's something, something I'm really noticing him do now. So uh, th there was a very silly moment in the alumni room where, you know, John was wanting the lights to come in the house, up in the house. They couldn't figure it out. He makes a few jokes. So a few of us turned the light on on our cell phone 
and hold it up like we're at a conference, just kind of making a joke, hey, we can light it up. And he goes, oh, wait, 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 that looks great. Um, why, why don't everybody do that? And, and so everybody has their phones up. And so John goes to get his phone and he starts trying to flip through it and he can't figure out how to turn the light on. So he's asking people, how do you turn the light on? People are shouting instructions. And finally, a friend of mine, uh, Carlos Vargas, uh, jumps up there and, and takes John's phone and gives John's phone back and the light's on. And he's like, thank you, Carlos. And then John does this little silly thing with us. And, and so now that's over and we had a great time. And that was cool in and of itself. But then when John goes to turn the light off, he realizes that what Carlos gave him wasn't his phone. And so that, that realization just hit us all of what just happened. Carlos was so smooth. He took John's phone, acted like he was working on it, handed John Carlos's phone. And John used that because again, you got, you know, 800 people at this time, just, you know, looking at you. Um, and I thought that was the, the smartest thing I'd ever seen. It was too funny. Um, and I happened to be like dead front center during this. Well, John thought it was funny. He said something, but instead of just moving on, John said, Carlos, come up here. And so I saw the opportunity started to, to, to record this video for Carlos. Um, but Carlos gets up on stage, John throws an arm around him and then explains the whole story in, in John Maxwell style. And what a memory for Carlos. Like, the, the, it, and John will remember it. It was cool. We'll all remember it. Um, but for Carlos, that, that has to be a huge highlight. I mean, it was just an off script moment that was very funny. Uh, several of us caught it on video for him. And um, John was just laughing so hard and having a good time. But to me, you know, when, when you know that he, he sits there and says, what can I do that's out of the ordinary to make a memory that, that fits it exactly. Um, one of the other cool stories um, and I ended up getting to, to meet this gentleman. He's been in the Maxwell team, I think, by two years, but we hadn't met yet. But he danced early on for, like, Timberlake and Rihanna and, and several others. He was a professional dancer, and, and you know, now he's a, a motivational coach. But um, uh, my friend Dave Gambrel um, had had started to set up, you know, why is this guy not up on stage kind of entertaining uh, because we have a dance team in the morning that kind of sets the intention, gets the energy up, that kind of stuff. And literally like within four hours, he's on stage and he performed a solo dance that, that was just completely incredible. It, it was unbelievable. And then John jumps up and starts dancing side by side trying to do the choreography. And again, it's just one of these silly in the room moments that you had to be there for. Um, but what a memory uh, for, for Jesse, for, for, I mean, Jesse Smith was the guy's name, but what, what a wonderful memory for him. So, you know, when you watch things like that and you see that in, in you know, me being a keynote speaker, that's something that, you know, I, I want to be cognizant of is it's not just about us being on stage and, and trying to get material across. It's about creating memories that people will never forget. And, and I appreciate learning that. Um, we're going to take our final break here on this Friday uh, right here, and we'll be right back with the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience so be the one who wins app after app day after day with agile management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? 
Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CA PPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for the last segment of the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon. I can't believe how fast uh, time is flying in, in this episode for me. Um, and it, I literally have 10 pages of notes here, and, and I've read like four of the things or five of the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so I may do another filler show um, when we don't have a guest talking about this. But um, I, I want to share one more quote that I got from John, then I'm going to move on to another story here. But um, – John was talking about leading people in just one of his famous sayings is, am I going to connect people or correct people? And I just, I, I thought that was cool in response to, to a question of somebody doing something wrong or, or, uh, you know, how do you, how do you manage difficult situations? And he goes, well, you know, every situation gives you an opportunity in which you can either correct with, correct the person or connect with them. Um, and again, what a great mindset to put yourself in before you start dealing with it. Um, I, I think one of my other favorite things about IMC is that Paul Martinelli, who is putting this event on, um, and, and so again, imagine you got 3,000 people that are there for three days. You got to feed them. You got to get them on all the places. You got to have entertaining thing. It's a lot of stuff that goes on there. I mean, I, I want to say there's 450 volunteer workers um, at, at this event on top of all the staff and everything else that, that it takes to run an event like this. And so what he does is he does this, this alumni huddle, which is turned out to be one of my favorite things at IMC because he treats you and everybody in the audience as if you're going to be running an event this size. And he just shares with you insights and things and, in and, and you know, learnings and all that kind of stuff. So I'll tell you a quick story that, that, that he told us, which I, I thought was hilarious. He said that um, at one of the first IMCs ever, um, they were trying to figure out how to do tables. And so we've got a pretty sophisticated system of how we do table numbers and get people together. But in the first IMC, they hadn't thought through that. that there, there wasn't any thinking behind that. Um, and so, <laughs> so he said that the registration the was – you know, the, at the registration desk, the list of people, he puts in alphabetical order by first name because, you know, most people will say, you know, I'm, you know, John Stenbeck or John Watson, but so it's John, right? So you, you do that. And um, so uh, people were trying to figure out how to seat people into tables of eight. And so Paul said, you know, with, with his high D personality, he just went in there and he grabbed the list and he just said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drew a line. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, drew a line. He's like, done. And he says it, and then he goes, then when you're doing the introductions of people, uh, because of the way it was sorted, everybody at the table were, were like, hi, I'm John. I'm John. I'm John. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. Or hi, Mary, Mary, Mary Beth, Mary Elizabeth, Mary. <laughs> right? And so everybody at the tables essentially all had the same first name <laughs> or very, very close to it. Um, and he was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We got to change it. And, and, and so he, he walks you through 
this is what happened to me in trying to think through an event this size. And here's, you know, why, and he, and he was bringing up a, a potential change for the next go around it. But so he was giving us how we got to the point we were and all of the best thinking that got there. And, uh, but he always opens up this, this talk with, you know, this event has been done with the very best thinking that we have as of today. But now that we have more experience, we know that some were great ideas, some weren't good ideas. And so what's going to be the, our best thinking in the next go round? And, and he shares that openly with anybody who's ever been there and experienced it before. So I took that as just a, a huge lesson in sharing our experiences and being open with each other and, and, and saying, this is what happened to me when I tried to do this event or that event, uh, because the learning itself is through the roof. Um, so that's all I have really time for to discuss about this IMC. Like I said, there's tons more uh, that I could go through. Uh, super excited, super energized again, ready to get back into a, a, a lot of the uh, business thinking that I'm doing right now and, and where I want to go. Um, next week, we're going to have Mike Ganino uh, on the show. He does uh, uh, improv and he, he really has a um, – He's known for a book, uh, uh, Corporate Culture for Dummies. So we're really going to get into some culture and vision talks, things like that. Um, on the, the week following that, we'll have Marissa Nelson, who, by the way, we had an incredible story um, at the IMC together um, that we'll share. I'll save that story for when she's on. But uh, she was on stage. I actually made a joke with her at the end of night one that said, um, welcome to the John Maxwell event hosted uh, by Marissa Nelson. Because uh, she, she was on stage like three or four times on the main stage there day one. She, and she does a phenomenal job. Um, it was very, very cool to see her and, and catch up. She's somebody that I consider a, a dear friend. Um, the week after that, I'll be out at DragonCon, so we'll do a replay, and then uh, we've got some more exciting things coming up. So we certainly love uh, you guys. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to process some of the things that I've heard um, and, and, and just finished getting to experience. And again, if you have any questions about the John Maxwell team, you want to know anything about how you can attend this event that I'm talking about, reach out to me. Just just hit me at rick at, uh, rick at rickamorris.com or rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com, or Twitter's at Rick A. Morris, uh, or find me on Facebook under Rick A. Morris. So looking forward to it, gang. Um, I, I love you guys, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to the, these coming months. So please join me every Friday right here on the Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Rick Morris. This has been the Work-Life Balance. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.